Hi everyone, uh, you're welcome to our latest devotional and this is it's exercising priesthood and um, this devotional in line with our 14 day fast in network edification churches will really really help you understand and consolidate your access to God in prayer. We released a devotional earlier this year, uh, the awakening devotional that was focused on praying the new covenant way. But we want to take that up a notch to really, really empower us to go deeper in our communion, our fellowship with God, and the fruit and the effect of our fellowship with God. So it's building on the devotional released earlier in the year, but pointing specifically towards priesthood. So if you've not listened to the 21-day devotional, I encourage you to go back and listen so you can build the necessary level of consistency that you need. And today, I'm excited I've got with me Lade, uh, a prayer leader in GN Church Midlands. And we're going to be talking and introducing the subject of priesthood and um, some of the things that we have to look forward to in this season, especially of exercising priesthood laddie how are you doing today i'm fine thank you hello apostle hello everyone it's good to be here yes we're, we're we're really excited about about this topic i think it flows well with the subject of prayer and um, yeah. we, i know we we're trying to do a lot to really really empower and um, improve the prayer culture um uh you know in our movement and of course just generally in in culture so today we're going to be talking and, and introducing this whole subject of priesthood, what priesthood is, uh, we'll be looking at uh, some really, really vital things uh, like what priesthood looks like in the New Testament. Who is a priest and what are the functions of a priest? We'll be looking at um, how do we maximize priesthood in this season. So we're going to get right, right into it. And um, for the next 14 days, every day, You'll be able to download these resources, these tools as you pray, as you fast. And of course, some of you will need it beyond the fasting. Some of you will come across this resource <laughs> after fasting and it would have the same power and, and, and the, same, the same potency. Okay, but we're just going to pray uh, before we, we go into this. And so, Father, we thank you. And I ask that wherever our listeners are, that they will be enlightened inspired and empowered by your spirit in mm -hmm. jesus mighty name we pray amen amen, amen. so Lade, you know when, when we talk about a, a a priest my um my first concept my first understanding of a priest was formed by my church background um mm -hmm. i think of a priest as someone who would wear a cassock this long you know <laughs> this long robe <laughs> okay white long robe and he would have this he would have this stuff around his neck with a cross and you know and and things like that so that's how i um that's how i firstly was introduced to a priest he would have a a hat you know a staff of maybe if he was a bishop so when yeah. i think of a, a priest um or when, when i think of culturally what we would know of a priest we would say maybe um, someone that people would approach to confess their sins. You know, people grow up with things like confession, <laughs> yeah. okay, confessing to a priest. So what, what, what I don't want to take for granted is um, the traditional background and the context that 
people may have and and, yeah. I, and i want you to really put language to who a priest is who, who is a priest how does the bible define a priest to us okay um so that's that's interesting because that was the same that's the same picture i have in my mind when when i think of a priest but like you said it's very important to actually understand what the bible says so a priest is someone who's chosen by god yeah. to represent the pe um, people before god so um so for example um in in the book of hebrew yeah. hebrew chapter 5 verse 1 says um talks about the sorry let me find out i thought i had it open up that's okay so it says for every high priest chosen among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to god to offer gifts and sacrifices for sin for yeah. sin so the first thing is that a priest is chosen by God. They've, they've been ordained by God to offer sacrifices. Um, another, another function of a priest is that they, they were chosen by God to teach the law. Yeah. So the, the priest, a priest needs to know God yeah. and they, they offer sacrifices, but they also know the ordinances of God. They know the laws. And so um, their job is to teach the law to the peoples um the leviticus chapter 10 verse 11 says and that ye may teach the children of israel all the statuses statuses which the lord has spoken unto them by the hand of moses and then jeremiah jeremiah chapter 18 verse 18 says for the law shall not perish from the priest nor counsel from the wise nor the word from the prophet so that it was very important that the priest knew the law yeah. and they're able to teach the law. So yeah. if you want to talk about priests now and being kingdom priests, it's still the same. It's still the same function, but yeah. just different, um, different dispensation. It just yeah. looks different, but it still has the same, the same terminology. So yeah. sort of can being kingdom priest, um, as believers, we're ordained, we're chosen by God. Um, the Bible says, you know, we're ch chosen people. Yeah. Um, so we're chosen by God to offer sacrifices, but that sacrifice just looks a bit different. Yeah. And we're also, um, God has also chosen us to also teach um, yeah. preach the gospel because the bible tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel so it's it's the same terminologies but it just looks different yeah yeah thank you so much for um, bringing such such light into that and um, doing it brilliantly there's so many duties um, of of a priest i think the the bible is um, littered make no mistakes about it the bible mm -hmm. is littered and um uh, surrounded with the concept, the idea of priesthood right from the beginning of scriptures to yeah. the end, um, right from Genesis to Revelation, yeah. the subject of priesthood prevails. It prevails. And we could go uh, scripture after scripture, scenario after scenario. In Revelation, we are shown what happens, um, you know, before God and how sacrifices are offered offered before God but if we if we if we look at it um you know in this light that you know if you study the the book of Genesis carefully um and I think especially after the fall of man 
yeah. the idea of priesthood started to take off even more. Some would argue that Adam was a type of priest. Well, that's arguable. But um, mm. by the time we come into the days of, 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 of Noah, we come into the days of Abraham, the concept, the idea of um, someone mediating between yeah. man and God was already established. So, for example, the Bible says that in the days of Noah, that after Noah came out of the ark, the Bible says he offered a sacrifice yeah. to God. And when God smelt that sacrifice, the Bible says God said that he would not uh, destroy the earth uh, again with a flood. You see, yeah. that is a concept right there of priesthood. Then the Bible talks about uh, in the days of Abraham, that Abraham had just come from a battle. And the mm -hmm. Bible mentions that there was a person called Mel Melchizedek. Yeah. And the Bible says Melchizedek, that he offered, um, that, sorry, the Bible says that, uh, that, that Abraham, like blessed Abraham. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he says this Melchizedek was a priest of the Most High God. Um, he was also the king of Salem. And the Bible says yeah. he blessed Abraham and Abraham gave him a tenth of his substance. So you see this idea of priesthood. Then when you now come into the days of, of Moses, um, yeah. it's, 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 it's this one of the, 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 uh, the dispensations where the issue of priesthood really, really takes off now yeah. because God literally, um, does two things. Firstly, God calls Israel. He calls them a kingdom of priests. Yeah. He calls them a kingdom of priests. And then he now moves on to the fact that the Bible says that God then also had a tribe of priests. Now, this is powerful because we're talking here about priesthood and people can think, oh, well, like, what is this thing about priesthood? Like, is this another thing, you know, just, <laughs> it's just another, uh, what's the word now? Like a new thing that these people are trying to propagate. No, this, exactly. This is scriptural. So God, God now calls that the whole nation of Israel, he calls a nation, he says a kingdom of priests. That means God is actively looking for priests on the earth. Wow. And then God gets a tribe in Israel, the Levites, a tribe of, of priests. And then he goes on and on. And then out of that tribe, then God now establishes, you know, you have the priests, the office of the priests, and then you have the office of the, of, of, of the high priest. So the subject of priesthood, so important, so vital, and it's throughout scriptures. And the duties are, are so many, are so yeah. many. But I want to highlight one of these duties that you spoke about um, using uh, Malachi chapter 2, verse 7. Malachi chapter 2, verse 7. He says, For the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge, because he is the messenger of the Lord, and people seek instruction from his mouth. Wow. Yeah. Right? New Living Translation says, The words of a priest or the words of a priest's lips should preserve preserve knowledge of god not just knowledge because yeah. you know you can think when you think of knowledge knowledge can be theoretical no it says here in new living translation it says it says it should it should it should preserve the knowledge of god and people should go to him for instruction for the priest is the messenger messenger of the lord of heaven's armies yeah so you see that priesthood here is really not just about you know mediation but also mm. it's about bringing um, the counsel of God uh, to the earth in that sense. So in, in, in summary, just discussing this, this, this first point, I think you've highlighted, you know, that um, in essence, a priest 
is one who is a mediator right between uh between man and god okay and that a priest must have something to offer must have something to to render in order to be able to mediate so here is the simple point the simple point about priesthood is this is that from the time that um man fell see um access to god was not automatic yeah <laughs> right access true. to god is not automatic right so there's nothing like if i'm born then i just have access to god no it doesn't it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way access to god from the time the man fell had to be negotiated it had mm. to be mediated and because access to god is not just automatic access the access between heaven and earth <laughs> right it's not just automatic so for anything heavenly to have a say on anything earthly there has to be a mechanism a technology to bring yeah. those two realms and to amalgamate them together and priesthood is that mediating technology that brings god and man together heaven and earth together so that there can be a perfect expression of what god wants to do on the earth i don't know if you wanted to add to that wow that's powerful um i think when you're talking the f the word that came to my head was administration yeah so it reminded me of um in discipleship diving um beatrice said that heaven is like a template and um so it's 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 a blueprint of it's it's how it's it's a template for how things on earth should be yeah. and so when you were talking about priesthood and describing it and and you said it's a technology yeah I, I, it's it's interesting because it, it, it the word administration is how um the things of the kingdom yeah. are administrated on the earth so priesthood Absolutely. speaks of administration um and also like when we talk about priesthood now it's it's also the administration of the ministry of christ that's yeah. that's what was just coming into my mind yeah. so yeah that's powerful absolutely absolutely and when we when we when we study it we now understand for example where we read in the old testament the bible will say things like maybe abraham raised an altar okay yeah. isaac raised an altar uh, jacob raised an altar these men were not just raising altars because they were bored <laughs> right it was a function of priesthood that's a, that's why we have to we have to study the word to understand what's going on here these men were not just building altars because um they were bored or because you know it was just a routine no they understood that in order to get heaven to relate to earth the activities of god to to be superimposed over the the activities of man there had to be a joining factor or bringing yeah. together and priesthood is that and 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 so even as we talk about this just making it practical you know sometimes in, in our lives um we can we can think hey hey thank god for what jesus has done and and even what jesus has done for us even this access that is given to us is also yeah. a function of priesthood <laughs> okay yeah. redemption is a function of priesthood See, this is what God wants us to know. Redemption. Sometimes in our lives, we can um, take things for granted, okay, mm -hmm. and feel that, you know, we just have um, um, this access to God that we don't have to act on. That it's just the access, that the access to God that we have automatically means manifestation or 
it means um, it means the fulfillment of God's word, the fulfillment of God's promises. But what we have yeah. to learn, and what we'll be learning over this next fourteen days, is that yes, we have access to God, but the the mechanism of priesthood must continue for us to see that that access is capitalized on. So it's not just a case of I have access to God. Well, that's one level of priesthood. But the next level of priesthood is making that access count, is yeah. making that access count. So I, I think the next thing I wanted to ask you, Lade, is this is, you know, when we talk about priesthood, you know, we, we started looking at it about, about how priesthood is not just a New Testament thing. The yeah. question is, what does priesthood look like in the New Testament? Because we want to demystify this when, yeah. when you say priesthood in the old testament then people think aaron okay levi aaron. Yeah. <laughs> that's easy to relate to and these guys you know going into the holy of holies the high priest going into the holy of holies yeah. once a year and things like that okay but what does we want to get our theology correct understanding correct what does priesthood look like in the new testament yeah so priesthood in the new testament there's two aspects so the first one is jesus being our high priest yeah. and then there's the priesthood for all believers so if we look at um hebrews so i'll start with jesus because priesthood literally starts with christ um hebrews chapter 4 verses 14 to 15 it says since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens jesus the son of god let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin so priesthood in the new testament starts with christ christ is the high priest he's our mediator and um, because we are co-heirs with christ we also partake in that in that priesthood so we first peter chapter 2 verses 9 says but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so for for us with priesthood we have been chosen just like how in the old testament because i feel i feel like with priesthood it's very important to actually understand what priesthood looks like in the old testament so yeah. then you're able to understand the new testament and which you explained they, there was a chosen person um who had to go into the holy of holies behind thick veils and offer sacrifices to god but now we have we are the, that chosen people so we do not we do not need a mediator we have direct access to yeah. god through christ so that's what priesthood looks like for us and christ being our great high priest has in the old testament they had to sacrifice lambs they had to make offerings burnt sacrifices all that but now with christ christ became the ultimate sacrifice so we no longer right. need to we no longer need to do that legalistic thing where we're constantly trying to make sacrifices constantly being um uh, trying to atone for our own sins because christ died for all and so he's fulfilled the bible tells us that you know he's fulfilled the law so christ is both our high priest but he's also us um also the ultimate sacrifice so that means we can now we 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 have access we can boldly come to god and we can boldly make intercessions we can boldly pray to him and 
it, 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 it should show a shift in our mindset, our, our mindset towards God, our relationship towards God. I think in discipleship, you mentioned that priesthood actually highlights, I'm paraphrasing what you said, it highlights um, the emphasis that God places on family because, you know, through, through this priesthood, we've actually been called into a family. So what priesthood looks like now in the new Testament is, is the family of God. It's, 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 it's this idea of family. Whilst I think you said the old Testament, it was more professional, but now this is family joint union with Christ. We have access to God. We have a great inheritance. So, yeah, so that's, that's what it looks like in the new Testament. Yeah, that's that that's so powerful. That's so 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 powerful. You know, um, in 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 the book of uh, Peter, um, in First Peter, uh, chapter two, verse nine. You know that scripture. We we call it a lot. It says, "Your chosen generation, a royal priesthood, uh, a holy nation, a peculiar people." And um, one of the one of the outstanding features of priesthood in the New Testament is the priesthood of all believers. So yeah, priesthood of all believers. Um, it is that. Uh, we are all called priests or we're all called to priesthood. Every believer is called to priesthood. Now, Jesus is our great high priest and there's so much to be studied in the days to come. And we'll definitely be doing that as we study this thing about um, Jesus being our great high priest and the impact that that has on our faith and our experience um, with God. But for the purpose of this even though jesus is our great high priest what god has always wanted was a a a family system of priests as Lade touched on yeah. a family system of priests okay and so uh you you go back to the old testament and you know i talked about the levites this was a this was a lineage of priests this mm. was a lineage of priests the the church is the levite of the new testament <laughs> yeah. okay we are the levite of the new testament called to carry out priestly function and and um uh, this is this is vital because you know the first job of a priest lade is to minister to god is to yeah. minister to god that's the first job uh, the, the first job of a priest and so in the new testament one of the outstanding features of uh priesthood in the new testament is that we get the opportunity to minister to god in a very deep and profound way. Now, why, why, why do I say we get the opportunity to, to minister? We'll understand now the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. That the old covenant was a shadow. So um, there was an actual access into the actual presence of God. It was all types and symbols and, and, and shadows. And, and in, in the book of Hebrews, I love when uh, the author of Hebrews says that uh, since this is Hebrews chapter 4. He says, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens or into the heavens, okay? Mm -hmm. He says, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith. Why there, I think we spoke about this at diving. Why, yeah. why, why did the author of Hebrews make specific reference to the fact that our high priest has passed into the heavens? Well, what, what, the, the heavens there symbolize that Jesus has gone into the actual presence of God, okay? Yeah. And him going into the actual presence of God means he's going to represent us, which means we now have access. And mm. because we have access into the actual presence of God, we can actually minister to God. Don't forget, one yeah. of the first job, the success of a priest 
Lade is in their ability to navigate the presence of God. <laughs> That's the success of a priest, right? If a priest is unable to get into the presence of God, then that priest has, has put people in danger. You know, in the Old yeah. Testament, one of the things they would do with the high priest is that if the high priest went into the Holy of Holies, I think they would tie something around the, 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 uh, around the high priest, right? Okay. And if the, if the high priest then, um, you know, did not come out, as a result of their lifestyle and their sin, then nobody ever dead went into that holy of holies, even though it was a type. Okay, they'll pull the the the, the high priest out, and that was problems. See, that was problems for the people, right? Yeah. So the the success of a priest is in their ability to navigate the presence of God and minister yeah. to the Lord, and that's one of the the calls. So in the New Testament, by virtue of what Jesus has done. Right, giving us access to God, the actual genuine presence of God. Don't forget what John said. John said, no man has seen God at any time except the yeah. only begotten son who was in the bosom of the father. That means no one really, no, no one really gained the most intimate access to God. Jesus yeah. has on our behalf gained the most intimate access to God, calling us to do to, to, to walk in that path. And consequently, we are now given access to be able to minister to God carrying out our priestly duty. So that, that's another major difference. So one is that priesthood of all believers. So yeah. now this is what it is. Like a priesthood is not just a function. Okay. Yeah. It's an identity. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. It's an identity. Wow. Yeah. It's not just a function. It's, it's, it's an identity. It's, it's who we are. We are priests. <laughs> it's who we are. Then it's an assignment. Yeah. yeah. So I can't claim, and I, and I know, um, especially, you know, when people are, I mean, you, you have a, you, you have a, is it a Royal Priesthood Network? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we, we love to call things Royal Priesthood. See, a lot of people have things, one thing or the other, you know, uh, priest tribe and all these things, you know, <laughs> right. We like kingdom to call priest. all of this things, sir. Kingdom priest. Kingdom, kingdom priest and all of these things. But we must understand that, yes, it's an identity, but it's a function. We yeah. are, so we are not just uh, priests according to to First uh, Peter chapter two to just say, "Hey, I'm a royal priesthood." The question is, what does that look like in function? What does yeah. that look like today in the new covenant? In the book of Revelation, the Bible says that Jesus has made us kings and priests unto God. The question yeah. is, what does that look like? How do we exercise? It's not just an identity. Yes, it's an identity, but also. So it's, it's an assignment. So I think moving on to the next question, just, just in that same flow, because, you know, uh, every time I, I, I record, I think, uh, you and Minister Sinu were laughing at my, the length of my recordings that they increase, but, um, you know, you're here contributing to that increase. Okay. So, so, so just so that our people can really get it because we've been talking about, you know, priesthood in the old Testament, who are priests biblically, yeah. but why is priesthood important today? Why is it vital today? Why is it important that in this next 14 days, we must really maximize the revelation of priesthood? Wow. Um, so priesthood is important today because it, it um, I think scripture talks about in Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter two, verse 19 to 22 says, so then you are no longer strangers, aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundations of the apostles, prophets, and Jesus, um, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple 
in the Lord, in him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit, by the Spirit. So one thing that why priesthood is very important is that whole aspect of just um i think what i said before administration being able yeah. to administer the the things of the kingdom onto earth but it's also a way for us to connect with god to actually have access to god and it's important because the bible tells us that we are like living stones we're being built up into a spiritual house so we actually house the spirit of god we house yeah. the presence of god so and that that was that could that was only possible because of priesthood because christ being through christ being our great high priest so that i would say that's why it's important but it's also important so that um god can get the glory um i think at the end yeah. of um at the end of first peter chapter 2 yeah. verses 9 it says um that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light with pre priesthood enables reference for God. And it also enables us to be able to proclaim. So to proclaim, it means to, to shout out, to, to create emphasis on the excellencies of him and how do, and who do we do that to? Cause it yeah. says proclaim his excellencies. You need to, for you to proclaim something, then you, you you're basically proclaiming it to someone, to people. Yeah. And so that's to the world, to the systems, to um, even to each other. And um, when we talk about preaching yeah. the gospel, we actually, um, a lot, I think the first thing we talk about is going out into the world, into the nations, into systems. Yeah. But then preaching the gospel is also preaching to those around you, but also to yourself. That yeah. was one thing I recently learned that you actually preach the gospel to yourself. So that's yeah. what priesthood allows. So you, it, priesthood allows you to actually know God and to actually have that intimacy with God. So it, if if there was no priesthood, there would still be that gap between yeah. God and his people. Um, so that's why it was important for Christ to come to be the great high priest to bring reconciliation yeah. so that we can be family. So that's why it's important. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. That's so good. That's so good. And, and, and you know, um, priesthood today is so vital because um, the, the issue of priesthood is not just restricted to believers in Christ. Scripture yeah. shows us that mm. even the alternate world, that's what we'll call them, not the alternate world, the opposite world, put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Contrary to the life of God or the life of the kingdom and mm. all these other ancient, you know, kingdoms right from the old Testament that yeah. represent, um, the system of the adversary, right? They were built on priesthood, uh, mm. in that sense, because they realized that it was the spiritual technology to bring um, a connection between a, a, a supernatural realm and a natural realm. It's that amalgamation. Remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you study, you study in the, in the scriptures and you see um, so many, so many of these kingdoms, you know, they, they rooted their, their themselves in the exercise of priesthood and sacrifices. Okay, and how these things really, really govern the things of the spirit. Now, let, let's start. Uh, let's start. I'm going to give you two instances, uh, and we'll, we'll go from there. One, one instance is um, in in the book of Joshua. Israel wanted to prevail over Jericho, 
and yeah. um joshua joshua is 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 a fighter you know you could see joshua is a is a fighter so joshua knows how to fight but one of the things god said to joshua was god said to him he said now for you to overcome jericho what i need you to do is to go around jericho seven days but let yeah. the priests carry the ark of the lord and let them go in front yeah it's 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 amazing because now you want to take jericho the practical thing is hey strategize get men together let's go yeah. for it let's go take yeah. jericho down but they wanted to bring down jericho and it and the barriers the walls of jericho and this is revelatory but god said you're not just going to bring jericho down by by swords and spears and things like that and and sometimes it, the, the things that we want to change that we want to affect and we we want to employ a strategic approach which i think is very important but sometimes yeah. we neg we neglect the spiritual dimension okay yeah. and priesthood is factoring in the spiritual dimension of 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 of, of the natural circumstances and the environment that we may mm -hmm. find ourselves in what is the what is the spiritual dimension uh, behind it and this is this is what i believe god told israel to take uh, their priests round Jericho because Jericho's powers were spiritual. What what held Jericho down wasn't just people; it was yeah. forces. See, it was yeah. forces, and the mm -hmm. only way they could have navigated that was to have matched and superimposed the spiritual activities over Jericho to be able to bring a shift. So wow. it's amazing that God says, hey, let the priest go in front. Now, it's a weird strategy. To, to, you wanna, <laughs> you're, you're meant to be in a battle, but what you're doing is- They're not is, picking soldiers yeah, to go first. Say that again? They're not picking soldiers to go first. Exactly, you're not picking soldiers. You're allowing priests to leave, but this is a picture of how we should live our lives. Yeah. Activities of priesthood should precede, if I wanted to I would say priesthood precedes, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, activities of priesthood should precede all these other things that we do because it factors in the environment of God that allows us to prevail in the earth room. And we understand that Jericho fell because of the exercise of priesthood. And now when they had done that job, you know, in the dimension of priesthood, then they could now go get into Jericho, overcome the men because they had dealt with that. Now, the second thing, second example I want to give us, and these are things we'll be sharing over the next, the next, uh, the next few days, you know, in the book of 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 revelation uh if we look at revelation chapter uh five and from uh verses sorry, revelation chapter eight uh, five five verse eight revelation five eight and then we'll look at revelations revelation three to five revelation five eight revelation three to five in revelation five eight the bible says and when he had taken the scroll the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each holding a harp and a, and golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints wow these, these are priestly activities the prayer of the saints are tangible but then let's go to revelation 8 3 to 5 now and it says and another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden incense with, with a golden censer and it was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and threw it on the earth. And there were pearls of thunder, rumblings, flashes of, of lightning and an earthquake. Wow, remarkable. 
absolutely remarkable. See, what we see here is that I think the simplicity of this is the partnership between what happens in heaven and on earth. The Bible says yeah. the angel of the Lord took the, um, the, the prayers of the saints and these prayers came up with God with, the, with incense, right? And the mm -hmm. Bible says that, and then later the angel took, took, a, a, took a call and then the Bible says the angel sent it to the earth, showing us the partnership between um, uh, 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 it says, it says the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar, right? Mm. And threw it on the earth. And then there was, there was response. So I think what we're seeing, there's that partnership that yeah. nothing happens on the earth that is not generated, uh, in priesthood that is not connected to heaven, that the yeah. things we want to see on the earth are a response to priestly activities that sacrifices, you know, there's a powerful scripture um, that I think, I think you read it at the, at the, at the beginning, Lade. I think you read that scripture that said that um, uh, it's, it's, it's necessary for a priest to have something to offer. Hebrews chapter eight from verses one to four. Hebrews 8, 1 to 4. It says, now the point in what we're saying is we have such a high priest, one we seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy place, in the true tent that the Lord set up, up not man, for every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus, it is necessary for this priest also to have something to offer. One of the things that every priest must do is have something to offer, right? And must be able to offer gifts and sacrifices. What is the purpose of this gift and sacrifices to draw response from heaven? So in other yeah. words, there is no response from heaven if there is no priestly generation on the earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and Lade, can you tell us quickly before we uh, wrap it up, you know, uh, what are, what are these sacrifice? We talk, we talk about priests offering sacrifices. What sacrifices yeah. do we offer today? Because Jesus has offered the sacrifice that has brought us redemption. But then what sacrifice is left for us to offer today? Um, so there's our bodies. So yeah. the Bible tells us present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Yeah, Romans then, chapter 12. Yes. Yeah. And then there's um, the sacrifice of praise. Um I can't, I can't remember the scripture, but it talks about bringing the sacrifice of praise. There's even a song where you bring sacrifice of praise into the house. <laughs> so there's a sacrifice of praise. Um, worship is also a sacrifice. Um, it says it, the Bible talks about worshiping God in spirit and in truth, that yeah. that is a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and there's Thanksgiving, yeah. um, our time, that's also a sacrifice because yeah. Um, in our lives, we we know that Christ needs to take a place of preeminence. Yeah. And for him to take that place of preeminence, we need to make sure we're offering our time to God. Yeah. Um, and that's all I can think of from the top yeah. of my head. Yeah, that's, thank you. Thank you for, for sharing those. And then for the purpose of our devotional, prayer is a sacrifice. Oh, See, yeah. Prayer is a sacrifice for the purpose of our devotional. Prayer mm. is a sacrifice. That's one of the things we're focusing on the most. Okay, yeah. the most it's a sacrifice that is that is offered, right? Prayer is a sacrifice that's offered to God. And we are going to be looking at this over the next few days, and it's going to be powerful because we just don't want to pray over just one situation or one circumstance. No, we want to generate the necessary level of priestly activities that draws um the presence of God. Okay. 
Um, you see, what, what we're looking for here is corporate victories, <laughs> right? Moving in an atmosphere of corporate victories, not just one, 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 one here, but we, we, we exercise that which allows what Jesus has done to find expression, you know, yeah. in our lives. All right, we're going to close on this. What are some of the areas that we're going to be looking at in this season of exercising priests? What are some of those areas we're going to be covering um, in, this, in this period of fasting? Yep. So we'll be looking at altars. Um, so altars represent a place of consecration. So we'll be looking at the different types of altars. We'll be looking at priesthood and sacrifices. We'll be looking at personal altars, personal priesthood. Um, we'll be looking at family altars, family priesthood. We'll be looking, um, we'll be learning about the Holy Spirit, praying in the spirit, prophecy and tongues. Um, we'll be looking about looking at how spirituality influences the marketplace. So influence um, overcoming debt, financial stewardship, job hunting. We'll be looking at supernatural provision for kingdom projects, um, finding purpose in career. Um, we'll be looking at altars, cities and gates. And also we'll be having a testimony, a worship and testimony night, as well as live Bible inter interactions um, just to keep on the discussions powerful it's 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 loaded it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be amazing because as we exercise priesthood as we exercise priesthood we are allowing what jesus has done see priesthood for us is continuing the earthly ministry of jesus it's continuing yeah. that which jesus is doing in heaven but continuing continuing it on earth and not taking for granted what it takes to see um, uh, the kingdom of God influence the earth. It's not just going to take, I don't know, just thinking in our heads. No, we have to exercise priesthood and continue this. So we're really, really looking forward to it. Also, on the Wednesdays of the fast, we're going to be having a Bible study. It's going to be powerful. We're going to be um, look, continuing in the book of Hebrews for those who are part of GM Midlands. And of course, um, everyone will be partaking of, of, of this um, as well. You know, just really learning about the priesthood of Christ and what priestly functions look like. Well, I'm excited that we are in a mid-year fast. Well, thank you, Lade. It's been good talking to you. And um, I want everyone to go over this resource again and again and again and digest everything that has been shared. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And we look forward to engaging with you over this next 14 days every day you'll be able to download the exercising priesthood devotional for our media fast god bless you god bless you